brothers and sisters, we've all turned up the radio to hear Brother Jimmy, Jimmy Lakin, from coast to coast and shore to shore. Now raise your voice. Oh, little song. Jimmy Lakin, get out of bed. Jimmy Lakin, raise your voice. Jimmy Lakin, Lakin. Welcome to the program. Nice to have you here. It's a Tuesday morning on the radio show. The choir extraordinary. Uh, the Bengals, eh, you know. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Bengals, right? I don't, I don't, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I, I was in the spirit, and then all of a sudden we went into this uh, uh, bang your head punk rock stuff. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on around here. I really never, ever, ever know what's going on around here. I just show up and do a show. Jimmy Lakey is my name. They stick a light bulb in my mouth for a few hours a day. I speak. It lights up for your listening entertainment and pleasure. Uh, it could be more pleasurable for you, but they won't spend the money, so they get stuck with me because I work cheap. And doggone it, here we are uh, for the next few hours. Rush Limbaugh is coming up on the show a little bit later on the station, a little bit later, and you can uh, count your moments until that happens. But for now, it is me, Jimmy Lakey, on the radio, and I'm pleasured, thrilled, and overwhelmed and happy to be here. Many things to get to. We're going to be talking with Star Parker, uh, columnist extraordinaire and contributor to Fox News. She's coming up here on the program. Program momentarily. Also, every Tuesday morning, we're joined by Laura Carno. We'll have a Carno moment, and she will give us commentary and conversation about all things. Uh, well, whatever I want to talk about, whatever she wants to talk about, it all comes together. It's like a casserole at a, mid, a church in the Midwest. It all has a little bit of everything, and hopefully it tastes good to most of us. So that's with Laura Carno coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, State Senator Rob Woodward is going to be on the show talking about some of the things happening at the Dome of Dummies. You say, hey, Jimmy, I didn't think the state legislature was in session right now. Well, they're not, but there are some state representatives, state senators that are still doing some work down at the state capitol. So we'll talk to State Senator Rob Woodward a little bit later on in the program. Also, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch shall be on today's show. So many things to get to. Cast of characters indeed. And if you want to jump in, 866-888-5449. 866-888-5449. If you have the old bee in your bonnet, the burr in your saddle, something you would like to talk about, feel free to do so. Always love to talk with you. On a national st story yesterday, uh, the, the news broke out that supposedly Chick-fil-A had caved to the LGBTQRSTVUQRS to what I, all the letters that they keep adding every month, I, <laughs> that they had caved, that they were no longer going to be doing uh, big donations to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Salvation Army. And the reason is because they were not going to work with organizations that did not support LGBTQRSTUV uh, actions. And I started thinking, I said, this is not making sense. First of all, I can't find any stance by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes on LGBTQRSTUV activities. So a lot of conservatives jumped on and condemned. And, you know, and I hate to say it, but Christians and conservatives are some of the most judgmental jackwagons that can be out there. And I say that uh, from inside the fold. Say, everybody, take a deep breath and stop condemning Chick-fil-A. I know it became cause celeb yesterday to condemn Chick-fil-A, but did you really read the story or did you only read the headline? 
the Ritchie family commented on they had made some long-term donation commitments to some national organizations. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which doesn't really take a stand on LGBTQRSTUV activity, and the Salvation Army. They had made some long-term commitments. Those commitments are done. They made, in other words, a pledge. They pledged they would give this much over so many years. Those pledges are done. Did you anybody read the story out there in your piety and your sharing and, oh, my God, Jesus himself is going to come judge you? I, I really I get tired of the judgmentalism out there because I don't think many people read the damn story. Again, I don't know the heart of Chick-fil-A or the Ritchie family, but any of you who shared that, you ought to go back and make sure you read the story and, and, and understood what was happening. The true news story, not the commentary that a lot of the conservatives are out there spreading. Here's what I read. I read this thing. First of all, Chick-fil-A is a private company. They can do whatever the hell they want to do with their money. They give more than you. If you want to make millions or billions of dollars selling chicken or pork or whatever, then you do whatever the hell you want to do with your money. Get off their ass that they're spending their money the way they want to. Number two, I find nothing in the statements from the Ritchie family or Chick-fil-A that they're doing anything specifically geared towards LGBTQRSTUV donations. Nothing. They made some national pledges to national organizations, and they have now met those pledges as of this year, so they're going to redirect some of their funding. Their funding does not prohibit or stop anything from being a Christian cause or a Christian ministry. It's just they're going to redirect from some national organizations. And if I would have said, hey, they're not going to give any more to the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes, how does that get parlayed into they have caved to the LGBTQRSTUV audience? How did, I don't even understand it. I think some people yesterday commentating and conversating about Chick-fil-A, honest to God, should be ashamed of themselves and might want to start reading more than they tweet and make sure they read the story before they tweet the story because a lot of the headlines, are, I think, are absolutely false. Uh, some of the, and I'll go through some of this, and if you want to comment and feel free to disagree, but any of you who posted, and I had a lot of friends in my timeline that said, Jimmy, can you believe that Chick-fil-A is capitulating? That's one of the headlines here. To LGBTQRSTV activists, Christian groups won't be excluded from donations is the next headline. So how do they capitulate to, to, to LGBTQ? They stopped supporting the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They met their pledge. Nothing rude to the FCA. A lot of people still support the FCA. If you want to support, by the way, if you want to condemn Chick-fil-A for fulfilling their pledge of millions of dollars to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They have now completed that pledge. If you want to tweet and complain and kvetch that Chick-fil-A is not is no longer going to continue supporting FCA, have you supported FCA? When was the last time you cheap ass wrote a donation check to Chick-fil-A? Now this just this stuff drives me nuts. People, this is why so many people, I think, I think so many people are repelled from Christianity. And I mean this sincerely, and I don't mean to uh, get too high on a soapbox early this morning, but the, the hateful and the vitriol of, of Christians who probably rarely donate to any cause, criticizing Chick-fil-A for the causes that they're choosing to donate or not to donate. And in the very headline where they say they've capitulated to LGBTQ or STUV audiences, in the very same headlines, it says they're not excluding gifts to Christian ministries. And they're, they're going to give to who they want to. Every new store that Chick-fil-A is going to open, they're going to find a local food bank 
the local food bank is going to get $25,000 cash because what Chick-fil-A is doing with the money, they have fulfilled these pledges to these other organizations. They'll still give to Christian organizations if that's the best organization to give to, but they're going to begin to focus their education, their, their, their gifts and their donations rather than big national gifts. Did you read this part of the story, Jack Wagon? Probably not. They're going to focus their donations on a local level. And really, when they're national or local, they want it to be about education and nutrition. That, that's their targeted giving. And, the, and they're going to find the organizations to do that. First of all, they're going to do it locally. And if they need to, they'll do some nationally. But they're going to really try to focus on some local organizations, regional organizations, rather than the national groups. That's the whole gist of what's happening here. And yet I had so many people, I mean, people quoting Bible verses, may the Lord keep you. I'm, I had some people saying, I'm done with Chick-fil-A. Why are you done with Chick-fil-A? I think it's time that people that call themselves conservatives and people that call themselves the people of faith uh, grow up, grow a pair, and learn to be intellectual rather than just emotional reactionary all the time. Learn to read the story before you share the story. Can I do that? Can I encourage you to do that? Learn to read the damn story before you share the damn story. I couple this. <clears throat> With the reaction that many in Christendom have had about uh, Brother Kanye giving his life to Christ, and how many people publicly have said, well, I'll just watch and see what happens. Why don't we just watch and see what happens with you with your profession of faith? Let's see how saintly you walk all the time, misjudgmental or Mr. Judgmental. Anyway, I'm on a tear here because I see the same thing. Uh, Kanye has done prison ministry recently, went to the Harris County Jail. I saw some of the video. You can see it. He did a Sunday service down there on a weekend. Uh, Prisoners literally in tears, giving their life in conversions of faith to Christianity, literally in tears. His visit meant so much. And people in higher up Christendom saying, well, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Screw you. I honest, honest, honest to God. I, we're gonna, I, I, this, this guy has done more jail ministry than most of you have ever done jail ministry in your life, and some of you have been attending church for 50 years. Chick-fil-A has done more to feed the hungry out there than you've done to feed the hungry, and you've been going to church for 20 years. So get off their back. Get off Brother Kanye's back. Get off Chick-fil-A's back. And why don't you go make a difference in the world that you live in, in the, in the influence sphere that you have? And stop judging or waiting to see what happens with Brother Kanye or criticizing how Chick-fil-A is going to give their money. All right, I did not intend for any of that to be a part of my opening monologue, but it felt so good. And I hope I don't come across as grumpy, but I've got headline after headline of and, and tweet after tweet and column after column of people saying that Chick-fil-A has capitulated. And I'm like, did you ever read the damn story about what Chick-fil-A said they're going to do with their money? And by the way, what business is it of yours if what Chick-fil-A does with their money anyway? It's their money. They're being generous. They'll be judged by God by their generosity. And uh, you want to you make sure you're standing up to the same measure of what they're going to be judged for their generosity. They'll be rewarded as well uh, for their generosity. All right. I've got, a, I've got on a lighter note, I'll get to this in the next story of the show. I was actually going to lead with this. This kind of shows where my mind's at is Eric Swalwell. Remember him? Kind of a goofball that shows up on Fox News for some reason. I guess because CNN and other networks won't have him. He's a Democrat from California. He had a very ill-fated run for president. Didn't work out very well. He dropped out of the race as quick as he got in the race. He's doing an interview the other night. I think it might have been on the uh, CNN channel. And right in the middle, he pauses, gives a weird face, and a very distinct noise pops out of the speakers. And that noise seems to have maybe been picked up on microphone by coming from a orifice of his body that was not his mouth. In other words, people think that on live television, 
Eric Swalwell trusted a toot and he tooted on live television. I have the audio here and I want to play this. <laughs> this is mid-interview. Uh, Eric Swalwell is now tweeting and saying, that was not me. I didn't even hear it. I don't know what happened. But if you watch the video and the video is going up on my Facebook page, you can click on the story and, and watch the video. If you, <laughs> if you watch the video, he does pause. And he does seemingly uh, rip one. Here's some of the audio. This is where I was going to lead after jumping on people for judging Brother Kanye and Chick-fil-A. You ready? Did Eric Swalwell, a congressman, did he toot during a live television interview? Play the. This was with Chris Matthews on Hardball. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. <laughs> you got to see the video of it as well, but... Uh, roll the music, Sweet Petals. On that note, we'll take the first break of the day. We've been all over the map in the first segment of the show. I've defended Chick-fil-A. I've descended, defended Brother Kanye. And I've questioned whether Eric Swalwell, a congressman in the United States Congress, was gassy. I don't think you'll find more of a smorgasbord of conversation anywhere in talk radio. Anybody want to criticize Brother Kanye? Anybody want to gripe about Chick-fil-A? I'd love to hear it because I'm so sick of your tweets and everything. As a matter of fact, I'll read a column. I think this is from the Daily Wire. This may be, this is from Matt Walsh. And Matt Walsh's headline says, Chick-fil-A just caved to a rage mob. They're about to learn that surrendering never pays off. I've read everything about the, uh, about the rage mob, uh, the, the, the giving and the caving, and I can't find anything wrong with the giving pattern of Chick-fil-A. I'll be back. News Talk 600 KCOL. Call Jimmy right now. Get your opinion. 866-888-5449. News Talk 600 KCOL. Welcome back into the program. Last week, I told a story about three Loveland, Colorado police officers who shot a homicide suspect, uh, and that is now pending an outside investigation as per standard or per protocol. Uh, the three officers have been identified. That's in the Colorado and today in the Loveland Police Department. Uh, they have their, they fired their weapons during the shooting last week, and if you want to see their names for some reason, learn a little bit about them. They are in the paper. Their names have been identified. They're on paid administrative leave. While it is being reviewed, it's all in the Colorado and today. Again, I, I read all the papers, so you don't have to, and uh, for that, I say you're welcome. But here's what happened last week at about 8.30 p.m., November the 11th, 3300 block of Kuchara Court near the Mahaffey Park South Entrance in Loveland, Colorado. About 8.30 p.m., an adult man identified as Sam. Samuel Harding was found dead in a garage and members of the Loveland SWAT team encountered an adult female suspected in the homicide uh, investigation inside the home. Police said the female suspect, who's now been identified as 59-year-old Tammy Pierce, refused several commands and she fired a gun at officers, striking one in a tactical helmet. Other officers returned fire. Tammy Pierce was killed in exchange in the exchange of gunfire. One officer did sustain the minor injuries. And now, as of yesterday, the Loveland Police Department has identified the officers involved who brandished their weapons during that uh, encounter. And again, that is now being investigated by the outside organization that comes together and investigates whether this was the proper use of uh, deadly force. It seems as if it is, but uh, they anyway. It's an interesting story, and we'll continue to follow it here on News Talk 600 KCOL. I I don't mean to sound cranky this morning, but I did. I got really annoyed after so many di- hours yesterday of self righteous people on my side of the aisle condemning Chick Fil A. I said, for God's sake, lay off. It's their money. They can give however they want. 
They say they just, they're not, a, listen, Chick-fil-A is not a church. You don't go there to worship Jesus or a chicken shop. And they say they just want to be, they want to be known as a chicken shop. They want to give, they, 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 they fulfill their commitments to some national organizations. They're still giving to some organizations. But they say, listen, it's our money. We're going to focus now as we growing and profits are huge. We need to get a little bit more focus. We, we don't, we're not looking, they're not looking for a social debate. They're not looking for it. They just want to be a chicken store. And they'll, they're closed on Sunday. People go, oh, my God, next thing they're going to do is be open on Sunday. Well, you know what? If Chick-fil-A decides to open on Sunday, and I don't think they ever will, because that was evidently the dying wish of the old man. If they, What business is it of yours? You're, you're open on Sunday. You go, you go eat other places on Sunday. I don't understand how it is that people become so self-righteous and say, are they blessed? They close on Sunday. And I appreciate them being closed on Sunday. I appreciate the value of it. And they would be under immense fire if Chick-fil-A decided to open on Sunday. And yet everybody out there that would be praising them for being closed on Sunday does everything they want to do on Sunday. And yet Chick-fil-A somehow gets criticized if they did something on Sunday. It's just really uh, baffling. And I think it's that same mindset of people going, listen, Chick-fil-A is not your church. They're your chicken store. And Chick-fil-A can give money to whoever they want. And you ought to just suck it up, buttercup. It's all going to be okay. It's the same group of people that said, I can't vote for Donald Trump. One time he says he grabbed people by the pussycats or whatever he, he tried to do, remember? And I said, listen, are you electing a pastor or a president? I know he needs to be a good man. I think he is a good man. I just, we get so caught up in all these goofiness of, you know, Kanye West becomes a believer and we can't take it at face value. We have to kind of run him through the judgment ringer. And you wonder why so many people stand on the outside of faith and say, I'm, I'm just going to look in and not get in the middle of that because you people are bat crap crazy. I, I, I got more stories of this. I'm going to talk to Star Parker coming up about impeachment. She's a commentator and author with Fox News, and we'll talk with her in just a moment. I'm going to come back to this because I think it's a you connect all these dots together and you say you're a Chick-fil-A and you've done good, good donations. And now every move they make, every tweak they make on their donation seems to be under judgment because it may not be good enough for the uh, Christian community out there. And yet, I'll bring it back to this. Chick-fil-A has done more to uh, help organizations all across America than most churches have done and most individual believers have done. And yet churches, individual believers, and faith leaders want to condemn Chick-fil-A for all they've done because now they're going to do it differently. Kanye West did more jail ministry in Harris County, Texas, Houston, this past weekend than most believers have ever done. You don't volunteer for that at your church, do you? Why would you do that? Listen, get off their back. Focus on yourself a little bit. All right, I'm going to stop being cranky. I'm going to go back to talking about Eric Swalwell's farts here in a moment. That'll make me maybe happier. I'm not sure. Star Parker with me next from Fox News. Stand, stand by. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. I don't know. I posted it up at Facebook, facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. And I want to know, was that Eric Swalwell? He says it was not him. Uh, tooting during an interview with a hardball host, Chris Matthews. Uh, but somebody did it, and it's documented. Somebody did it. No, now nobody's uh, everybody's pointing their fingers like uh, junior high boys on. Nobody's claiming the toot. And, and that's the audio. 
But if Swalwell's face does change, you watch the go to Facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page, and you can see that Swalwell's face does change at the moment uh, that the tooting occurs. So that's our junior high segment of the morning. And ladies and gentlemen, for that, I have to say you're absolutely welcome. And again, it's at Facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. You're welcome to uh, check that out. And uh, you you be the decider. You decide whether or not it was Eric Swalwell or some other character that tooted on the Chris Matthews show. That is good radio right there. May I have your attention, please? What time you have to be at the radio station? Like right now. Like right now? What is there, an echo in here? It's so early. It's so early. We still got a job to do. I, I get it, but why do you have to go so early? Because it's called... Uh, a Tuesday morning show. So you see, morning is actually in the name. Oh, right, right. Now, if you'll excuse me. It's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. I'm Jimmy Lakey. We call this the Jimmy Lakey Show. At least that's what I call it. I don't know what management calls it. They probably call it my last day. Nice to have you here on the program. If you want to jump in, News Talk 600, KCOL, you are welcome to be a part of the program. Indeed, you are. I want to welcome into the hotline popular Fox News commentator, also an author, Star Parker, and she has a brand new book out called Necessary Noise. It's out on bookstores today. I welcome into the program, into Colorado, Fox News' own Star Parker. Star, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. You know, Jimmy, I can't believe it. You guys are going to move from 68 degrees to snow in two days? Wow. Yeah, welcome to Colorado. We've already had a couple of snow days and late starts for the kiddos in schools, and now then we're back up to 70 degrees. It's fall time in Colorado. Most people don't oh. know that we have this kind of fall in Colorado, but that's it's not unusual. Oh, it isn't? So I can tell all the Californians about your weather so they will come there more. No. So that maybe we can turn California back into a red <laughs> That's the problem. The word got out of the streets that Californians were uh, that, that our weather was good. We have more sunny days per uh, year than Miami, Florida does in Colorado. Most people didn't know that, and the word got out in California, and uh, doggone it, those folks invaded this place, Star. Oh, well, we want more to go, more to go. You know, I actually live in Southern California. I work in Washington, D.C., so I leave La La Land and go to the swamp and vice versa. Most people say I'm leaving Sodom and going to Gomorrah, so the jury's still out about if there's a difference between those two. But we wouldn't mind more more of the liberals going to Colorado. I I want them to go to Kansas or somewhere like that. Don't don't come to Colorado. No, 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 Kansas is still a red state. Let's just put them all in New York City. How's that? All right, let's do that. Let's do that. You are a glutton for punishment, Star. Uh, you, if, you're, if you're living in Southern California, and every week or whenever you travel up to Washington, D.C., to the swamp, uh, are you like a masochist, or what's going, going on here? I know. I, I tell my Catholic friends, I'm doing penance. I actually spend a lot of time in Washington. My full-time work is there, and then every now and then I get to run to California, kiss my grandkids, make sure that they haven't been indoctrinated, and then get back to Washington to see if I can make some changes through my organization and cure. So, uh, you know, we work on anti-poverty initiatives. A lot of people don't know that $900 billion a year is being spent on anti-poverty. A quarter of our budget is being spent on anti-poverty programs, and the poverty needle has not moved in this country. It's still about 25% of the population. Different people, but same percentage. But what has moved as a result of the government going into the charity business uh, is the family life. It totally destroyed family, because the rules of welfare are don't work, don't save, don't get married, and we'll keep you in slave to a poverty plantation and actually that's where i got my start in all this stuff you know i was 
tricked by the liberals in their messaging and ended up in all types of criminal activity and drug activity and sexual activity and in and out of abortion clinic after clinic and then in and out of uh, welfare. And then I got saved, changed my life, started a business. After the 92 Los Angeles riots, that business was destroyed. I went into social policy and policy reform and worked on federal welfare reform in the 90s in D.C. And, yep, haven't left the swamp since. Still trying to make a difference. You mentioned the anti-poverty. We spend $90 billion and it's still not really making... 900 billion. 900 billion. One quarter of the budget. I know. Can you believe it? Wow. I have a good friend who's on the program later, Laura Cardo. She's written a book called Government Ruins Nearly Everything is the name of her book. And nine, $900 billion on poverty and anti-poverty activity, it hasn't helped. It kind of reminds me of the drug war. Uh, we haven't done yeah. very well. Anytime we get the federal no. government involved in stuff, it seems as if that doesn't work out so well for us. That's exactly right, and that's what, that's my full-time work in Washington, uh, which was your question, is to try to get the government out of charity business, get the churches and the local communities back in, uh, because you're absolutely right. When government shows up, things get a whole lot worse. And now, you know, when you're looking at the $4 trillion budget, uh, they only take in about $3 trillion in Washington, and with a quarter of that being for anti-poverty, it's sending us into broke land. Uh, so we really need new things happening, which is one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected, uh, which is what I look at in my new book, Necessary Noise. What was behind him getting elected? What does this mean in five different areas? And what does it mean also for 2020? Let's talk about why he was elected, and I find it a lot of the things that he wants to do. He's been blocked at every at every turn. He's had investigation after investigation. You have this old impeachment circus dog and pony show going on. That really is it's personal about Donald Trump. But there's people out there that don't want that nine hundred billion dollars to be touched. There's people that don't want these government initiatives and these government jobs to go away. That really is part of the hatred and the vitriol about Donald Trump, is it not? It really is. That's why, why the subtitle of my book is How Donald Trump Inflames the Cult for War and Why This is Good News for America. So when you're talking about what I address in part one of my book, The Swamp Noise Itself, uh, first chapter, I think Barack Obama, because he woke America up. They were like that frog in the kettle, sleeping, getting, thinking they were in a jacuzzi, and just falling into la-la land uh, like the rest of California with, with Hollywood driving the narrative. And the next thing you know, the country's in serious trouble. So yes, there are very, very different people who started seeing there's something wrong uh, in a variety of areas, and that's why they sent Donald Trump. Now, to your question about whether he's being effective amidst all of this other noise, that's why I call it necessary noise, uh, including impeachment noise. Now, he is getting a lot of things done in all five areas that I discuss in my book, Necessary Noise. Uh, it, it seems hard. It might not make the front page of paper, but this country is not what it was when he took office. He turned this ship around. The question for Americans in 2020 is do they want to go back to what we just came out of uh, over the last eight years before he got there and frankly go back to the place that we were during the Civil War era to where we can't have two Americas. We can't be half free and half slave. 
uh, we've got to make a choice. That's what 2020 is really about. The voice of Star Parker, her new book is called Necessary Noise. She's agreed to stay with me for one more segment. If you don't have a copy of a pickup, it's just released recently, Necessary Noise by Star Parker, author, conservative thought leader. She's the founder and president of the Center for Urban Renewal and Education, also known as Urban Cure. Uh, she started that after uh, consulting on welfare reform in the 1990s. A frequent television commentator seen on Fox and Friends and our old friend Sean Hannity. She's from California and Washington, D.C., a glutton for punishment. And to top that all off, she's agreed to stay with me for one more segment. That tells you what kind of a brave, brave lady Star Parker is. Stand by. There's more to come with Star Parker on the other side of this break on News Talk 600 KCOL. It's, uh, you heard Star talk about it a moment ago. The weather's going to turn again, 60, almost 70 degrees today. And then we got a chance of snow by Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Listen, that means it's furnace season in Colorado. It's turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. But you know, we're going to hit one of those weeks in which it's going to be really cold for a long, long time. And hopefully during that time, we'll freeze out some of those Californians and they'll want to leave the state. That's what we're hoping. But in the meantime, you don't want to freeze. You want to make sure your furnace is going to last the coldest day of winter and not break. You know, there could be something lurking in the back of your furnace right now that is on a, like a ticking time bomb and it's going to not work on that day that you needed to work like Christmas morning. Here's what I want you to do. I've got a solution. You call my friends at One Hour Heating and Air. I'm a customer of theirs. I'm a client of theirs. I let them in my home for my uh, twice a year tune-up on the air conditioning, tune-up on the furnace unit. I trust them. They always are respectful of your home, your time, and you're just going to like these people. Very trustworthy folks. They'll come in. They'll do a tune-up on your furnace and look deep down inside of it, make sure everything's all ready to go. If they see something that needs to be repaired, they'll let you know straightforward pricing so you know the cost of the repair. And the bottom line is they want to make sure that your furnace lasts throughout the entire season and if like me you get to the point of no return to where the furnace can no longer be repaired I use them to replace the HVAC systems at the Lakey Estate. I recommend them. I'm a customer of theirs and this is why I can say to you Call them today. Their number is 855-1-HOUR. Have one of the bright yellow trucks out to your house and make sure that your furnace is ready for the dog days of winter. 855-1-HOUR, 855-1-HOUR. You tell them that Jimmy Lakey, that's me, tell them Jimmy Lakey told you to be in touch. 855-1-HOUR. Roll the music. Back in a moment with Star Parker, author extraordinaire with a great new book called Necessary Noise. All this crap in Washington, D.C., all this impeachment stuff. Star Parker says that's part of the necessary noise. We'll explain it further on the other side of this break. News Talk 600 KCOL. Good morning, everybody. Hey there, homeowners. Are you experiencing pipe leaks? Is your water bill unexpectedly high? Or are you suffering from low water pressure? These are signs of widespread pipe failure due to old, corroded, and shoddy pipes. Rerouting a pipe or other Band-Aid fixes are not the answer. Only a whole house repipe with brand new high-quality packs or copper will permanently solve the problem. Repipe specialists. No more leaks and great water pressure. They've been doing this for over 25 years, serving over 40,000 happy customers. Repipe in just one to two days at half the cost of a plumber with a lifetime guarantee. So say goodbye to leaks once and for all. Enjoy a pipe leak-free home and eliminate the risk of potential water damage. Call us today for your free in-home estimate. We'll even take 20% off our already low price and receive 0% interest when you call today. Call 970-514-6219. 970-514-6219. That's 970-514-6219. Here's Jimmy Lake. Yeah, I'm, 
I am he. I'm Jimmy Lakey, the one the choir was singing about at the top of the hour, the one that uh, my mother named Jimmy, and uh, here I am. Nice to have you here on the radio show. It's News Talk 600 KCOL. Next hour, we're going to do all open lines in the 7 o'clock hour here in the Mountain Time Zone. If you want to jump in, 866-888-5449. 866-888-5449. Star Parker is my guest. She's a Fox News commentator and an author of a brand new book called Necessary Noise. I would recommend to read to you. Uh, Star, you mentioned that you're a person of faith. You you, you gave your life to Christ like Brother Kanye, and 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 you mentioned that all of this noise that we're complaining about and griping about these Democrats and Eric Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, you say it's a necessary noise. It's kind of like you have a biblical perspective that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Is that kind of the angle? Hey, don't we? we while we're complaining about Pelosi and Schiff, it all going to work out. Is that kind of the direction you go? Uh, if America is to survive, I don't look at it specifically like that. I more conclude that we have an opportunity in 2020 uh, to determine the direction of the country similar to where we were in the in the 1850s, and hopefully we will battle in the voting booth as opposed to taking up arms. Uh, I look at that time in history and start uh, the discussion passing by legacy Lincoln Legacy on my way to work every day. I live near my office, but I need to pass through Lincoln Legacy, and I think often about what the discussion were during that time when we had major polarizing issues. Issues like slavery are compared to issues like abortion today uh, in that Dred Scott decision reads almost verbatim to Roe v. Wade. We need to talk about not just the swamp noise, but the tolerance noise. How did we morph from a country of the pluribus unum to discussions of multiculturalism to now we're talking Marxism, that this has evolved into something that the founders did not intend, and we need to address it. The only thing coherent that I've heard out of Joe Biden is he said that this next election is about the soul of America. I agree. It's about the heart and soul of America. Now, can we conclude that that means that it will work together for good? Well, we did survive the Civil War. We did survive the Civil Rights Movement. We survived the Revolution. But that's where we are today. We can no longer go on as we are. We are going to either be biblical and free, or we're going to be secular and status. So what I did was laid out in five different areas that people should think about, they're talking about anyway, in the Twitter, in their families, uh, because Donald Trump has stirred this up in us. It's kind of like going to a marriage counselor um, and, and, and needing to put the truth on the table if you want the marriage to survive. Well, we want our country to survive. So we've got to talk about hard places, even though some don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the tolerance noise. They don't want to talk about the gender noise. I mean, this new sexualized culture playing house has real implications. We need to talk about uh, those implications. They don't want to talk about the black noise. You know, this movement of no police, well, then we have no peace. Somebody has to rule the public square, or we're going to have utter chaos, and we're going to lead ourselves to places that we're seeing now, not just in Venezuela, but in Chile and Hong Kong and in, even in Paris, they're rioting. So, yes, and then I look at the final chapter after giving a whole lot of bad news, uh, the opportunity noise. What is it that Donald Trump was trying to do when he said he wanted to make America strong and wealthy again, proud and safe again, yes, great again? And then I actually had opportunity to look at uh, what some of that vision is going into 2020 to see if Americans want some hard truth to um, to before they go in that voting booth in 2020.
Star Parker is my guest. She's an author of a brand new book. Of course, you've heard her name. She's been on Fox News, Hannity, Fox and Friends, etc. The name of the new book is Necessary Noise, now available in bookstores. Uh, Star, this weekend, President Obama, former President Obama, came out, and he basically said, uh, we, we kind of calmed down. He, in a sense, called out the left of the Democrat Party. Is it strange to you that President Obama, who's the most leftist, far-reaching left Democrat we've ever had as President of the United States, he's now sounding like a voice of reason in America among the Democrat Party? No, it's not surprising. That's what I address in the first part, uh, first chapter of my book. Thank you, Barack Obama. No, what Barack Obama is doing is exactly what he did before he won the presidency. Guys, don't tell him the truth out loud. We're progressives. Yes, we hate this country. Yes, we want to destroy everything, including those growing in the womb that we don't think uh, should be on this side of eternity. But, but, But don't tell them this. No, I'm not surprised. That's what he did to America. Fool us once, shame on him. Fool us twice. Oh, no. I think that what we're hearing today from the progressive left is exactly what they need to be saying in the public so that we can have the discussion, so that Americans next year can choose. Is this what you want? This is radical and extreme. So, of course, Big Daddy got involved to say, hey, hey, guys, you're telling them too much. We're not supposed to... We're not supposed to tell what we really believe. And this is the same person that the list is long, which I outline in my book, Necessary Noise, about why Donald Trump was elected, why we even had a Tea Party. I even have a whole chapter on just the Tea Party. What did that mean and why did it occur? You know, one of my friends is listening to the audio book, the audio book, because it's out as well. And she said, 11 o'clock in the morning, she's tweeting me, telling me, okay, I'm going through this chapter. You're reiterating all of the reasons that Barack Obama... Uh, brought this moment of Tea Party and President Trump, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to have a drink. I, didn't, I don't want to remember all this. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's like, you got to go through what? Various people, groups come to the table and say, enough, we're stopping now. We're going over this yeah. cliff and we're and, and not without a fight. And so, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, no, yes, no, yes, no. I'm not surprised that Barack Obama is speaking out because he, like many of those other progressives who lied to America, do not want those in their party to be telling America the truth about what they really believe. Last question. i got about 60 seconds for the answer uh, for you. Necessary Noise is the name of the book. The author is Star Parker. highly recommend you pick up a copy of this. It helps you understand not only what we're going through now, uh, but what we've been through, what led us to here, and what will lead us out of this. Necessary Noise by Star Parker. My last question here is, is we're having this discussion. You see, it's like a marriage counselor. We're laying it all on the table. We have to have a national discussion. Where does this impeachment inquiry that we're going to watch the dog and pony show start up again today, where does that, is that a distraction? Is that the mistress over here on the side saying, please don't go to marriage counseling? How does this impeachment inquiry fit into where we're at and where we've been? I think it's a dilemma of exposure. Uh, Nancy Pelosi got her hard left uh, to uh, force her to do things that she didn't want to do. Where I hope it goes is into Christmas. Most Americans forget all about it. And the Senate does exactly what Mitch McConnell uh, hinted that he's going to do. is have a long trial going right on up into the election. Good. Because the Democrats need to be called out for who they really are. They hate this country. They're secularists. They're statists. And now Americans are going to see that they have an agenda that's on the front page of the paper called impeachment. Star Parker, congratulations. Love to have you back on the book, especially if you'll take those wishes that Californians uh, keep moving to Colorado. (laughs) Maybe send us the people from Orange County. We're sending them all to, uh, to, 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 to New York. You know what? Speaking of Orange County, we get opportunity to take it back because of the liberals. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, Star, it's great to talk to you. It's been a while. I appreciate you coming on. Star Parker, at, at the name of the book, Necessary Noise. Pick it up. It's a fantastic little read, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I really, really do. Puts it all in perspective, and it does. has a lot of things that will make you drink at 11 o'clock in the morning, but also notes of optimism, and I think you'll enjoy that as well about the future. I am Jimmy Lakey. Hour one is down. We're going to move to an open line second hour of the program. If you want to chit-chat with me, feel free. 866-888-5449. You pick the topic. Be in your bonnet. Burr in your saddle. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Lakey's on the radio. Don't go anywhere.